0: And I see the need
1: for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are three years, eight months, and 18 days into 14 days to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Ned. How are you, Mr. Wizard? I'm um, fine. Like I said, a lot of cold air going around, but yeah. Yes, cold air, yeah. Moisturizing and voice box problems and everything else. Everything that comes with the uh, uh, this time of year, you know, it's Christmas time and, and all that stuff. And then, of course, we've got the holidays the, coming up. The month a, of good cheer. The <laughs> month of good cheer, yeah. Well, it's apparently uh, something about uh cultural appropriation with with the holidays now it's it's offensive and i canada actually just deemed uh, christmas to be an offensive holiday i don't know if you caught that or a discriminatory holiday. to who i think they're playing the indigenous person card or indigenous people card or or whatever yeah but they've got a biggest pro- they got a big problem in canada yes his name's because, Trudeau and freeland
0: yeah but the thing is if they're going to be really mean and ugly about christmas that means they're not going to get any presents that means you just get a piece of coal, but they can't even get that because Trudeau won't allow them to use coal. That is true, yes. Yes, you can't even get the lump of coal
1: anymore. (laughs) uh, So there's
0: no point being mean at Christmas? No,
1: no, there is no point in in The Grinch has got the coal already. Indeed. All right, so before we get started today, I would like to take a moment to remind our listeners that we did take a big risk when we started all of this. We are not backed by fake corporate dollars that push fake agendas that make everyone hate each other. So if you're interested in supporting the work that we do, we do offer additional features with our now active subscription service. Benefits include. Include access to our instant messaging platform for direct communication to us, along with early access to upcoming and sometimes unpublished podcasts, as well as exclusive access to our behind the scenes uncensored prep sessions where we talk about things that sometimes don't make it to the final product, which you are hearing now. So, if you want to take part in this fight with us, if you want to support a team that's willing to do the real research and not give you fake nonsense for talking points, if you want to say screw you to the mainstream screw media you. like CNN, <laughs> yes, yes, screw you <laughs> <laughs> to the mainstream media like CNN, Fox News, BBC, Sky News, and MSNBC, then the link is in the program description down below, where you can come on board with us and take advantage of these benefits they we're offering to you. And by doing so, you will support our work and the research that goes along with that work. And together, we can take the fight to the doorsteps of these frauds that are on the television, in the newspapers, and the talking heads on the international stage for less than the price of a couple copy per month. Together, we can take action. A subscription start at just $5 per month. Are you still unsure of what you're getting? We now offer a 30-day free trial, which includes unlimited access to all features and content. Again, the link is in the program description down below. Are you going to give me an applause, or are you just going to roll into the events of the day? <laughs>
0: no, no, I just had to get that snigger out of you halfway through. Yes, yes, halfway through. Yeah, it worked. Excellent. Where should we go? Where would you like to start?
1: Well, I did say screw you to the mainstream media, so I suppose that we should start with... Uh, Uh, You've got something you got something on them or you've got some media. No, Go on. no, you've got uh, I tell you what, let's start with this. I I led with this yesterday with Marty. I will give you a chance to to weigh in. Dr. Kissinger has passed at 100 years of age. Good riddance. (laughs) Good riddance. (laughs) That's that's about what Marty said. It was about time. Yeah,
0: right. Okay. Mr. Kissinger. Right. I mean, we, we, we talked off air about it and sort of had a little thing personally on our own. The other day, but um, yeah, he's he's a twat. He 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 he's just. I mean, he was basically a power-seeking, manipulative git. I mean, there's not, nothing else you can say about him. Because where did he start? So he, the closest part to the war was he, he he started to put his boot in when he went. Yeah, we can have um uh let's say uh we can mix the nuclear weapons up with conventional war. And that's when he started his foot in it, and that was in the late 50s, wasn't it? And he It uh, was, right
1: was right about the time, actually, that this particular book uh, that I quoted yesterday, it's about the time that this particular book was published by uh, Marshall Sokolovsky of the Soviet Union talking about the same thing.
0: <laughs> mm, yeah, funny, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and that started the whole everybody should have a you know, bunker in their own home and everything. Uh, it, it, there's nothing good come out of that man other than harm. And he hasn't recognised, whatever he did, he never weighed up the harm that anything that he was part of or could be part of, he never weighed it up and he never cared. In fact, a short history of him, say so basically he, he, he was in the Johnson camp, wasn't he? In in, in the 60s in, in the Vietnam War, yeah? Yes. So he's in President yeah. Johnson's camp, yeah? But... He was always doing machinations, right? The Johnson camp had already writ up a um, peace agreement for North Vietnam. That was on the board. But that wasn't good for Kissinger's future. It didn't get motioned properly because he also had his foot in the Nixon camp because he foresaw that's where he wanted to move and that is where he could really start to come into his own, Mm -hmm. which he did. He's so, the Secretary of State. So that, Nixon, that yeah. so, so that peace agreement wasn't done, and that was back in the late '60s, in about '68. Now he moves into the Nixon camp, becomes his um, security advisor and foreign affairs, and anything secretary else State. he could get his yeah secretary anything else he get his foot into yeah. But so he's he's he was talking to both parties, and then Johnson became out of it. So he fully moved in with Nixon. Nixon obviously thought, oh, yeah, right. Okay, here we go. Me just about, his machinations, I mean, (laughs) he he was just horrible. His celebrity status, he played everything. He put himself out there, and then Vietnam, He I mean, he made sure he was the man that was speaking uh, to South Vietnam, yeah? Keeping the ball rolling, keeping the war going, basically, yeah? Until he decided otherwise, even to the point where... Yes, the North Vietnamese, there were some in Cambodia. But your Congress, your actual Congress at the time, because there's a lot of outspoken... I mean, you, you start to move in into 70s where we've got the decade of protests, wouldn't it? Peace protests and everything. We had it in the UK. You had it massively in America because of Vietnam. And yet, he's not got an interest in this. Cambodia is seen as a neutral country. You're... Um, House of Representatives are not going to pile any money into that openly or whatever. So, what does he do? He works his way through the intelligence agencies and whatever. And I mean, the papers are out now. In fact, within a week of what did happen, it, uh, I think one of the papers had a whistleblower saying something. They actually had bombers designated for flights over North Vietnam, which got redirected halfway through the flight to Cambodia to drop the bloody bombs in Cambodia and then say right we dropped our bombs in North Vietnam and because of that because of that one thing and a whistleblower got it out and he got a bit pissed but that and then he then managed to get the FBI taps going that was that big era of everyone's having their phone tapped and mm-hmm. everybody yeah. went paranoid about that and that was him and that's when people realized that well I thought I was an associate or friend of Kissinger. No, you're not. He had everybody's. He, he, he got that as an excuse to tap everything. And the manipulation that came out of that was just horrendous. So basically what happens is then, if I remember rightly, there's, oh, what's the prince's name in Cambodia? I can't remember him. Remember his name. He was running Cambodia at the time. There was a coup, which was, Pot, what?
1: Yeah. uh-huh
0: <clears throat> He was overthrown.
1: Yeah, he was overthrown yeah. by by Paul Pot and the communist movement with the
0: Khmer Rouge. No, 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 no. This is before Prince. That. The original Prince, right? He was he was overthrown. The government that was instigated in there then had agreed with America to fight the North Vietnamese in Cambodia. Oh, yeah. yeah, which you, they yeah, did. Right. You got it. Which they did. But they weren't doing so well. So the US went in as well. Now half a million Cambodians copped it during this lot. Yeah. But that worked well for Kissinger and the US and but the problem was they then pulled out for whatever political reasons or whatever and left a vacuum and that's when your Khmer Rouge stepped in slaughtered everybody yeah millions and out. over the next few years another 3 million Cambodians got slaughtered by them um so you can put that on his plate you can put it on his plate cuz they got no they got no um support from any external country after that meanwhile had been let's say by in the 70s you had by 72 you had the north vietnamese agree to a peace agreement but the south vietnamese hadn't to such degree they went unless the u.s enforce it or are seen to enforce it we might not agree so but but the north
1: North vietnamese were the communist side
0: yeah they had agreed to a peace do you know what peace means to the to the marxist camp either way it doesn't really matter either way you you've got to go fire though but the point was in return to that they you, you sent 129 130 b-52s over to north vietnam bombed the shit out of them and then the peace agreement was full on but the funny thing is between 1968 and 1973 Five years of messing around and machinations and everything, which were in total control by him. The actual end peace agreement was a mirror image of what the Johnson agreement was.
1: Yeah, but the damage had already been done by all the all the nonsense you're talking about. So there was no, there wouldn't have been a peace agreement anyway that, by either side.
0: No, Kissinger made sure there wasn't.
1: Yeah, that's what but, he did. But even so, even if the North had agreed to a peace agreement, a peace peace to us. And peace to that particular ideological standpoint. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, we can go down the But the, the actual line of it was to basically, he furthered his means. Well, what happens? What happens then? Remember, the, after the wiretaps, Nixon resigns yeah. to avoid Wargate. getting uh-huh. locked up. Yeah. yeah, And he went on right. the Ford administration. And he, get, and he got pardoned by Ford. Nixon did, because he resigned. The only other one person that got pardoned was Actually,
1: Kissinger. Nixon pardoned himself. Well... That's a thin he still, line. He still had the ability to do so. He pardoned himself. Yeah. Then he resigned. Yeah.
0: But that but was allowed Kissinger to, went was, on to. And it wasn't overturned. A president can overturn can't. anything.
1: Yeah, you can't. Well, you, you can't overturn that pardon, I don't believe. I'd I have to go back and read it, but I, I don't yeah. think you can overturn it. But, um, but either I suspect way, that's what Biden Kissinger, will do. But Kissinger Ford, went on with,
0: with Ford. Yeah, he. Ford. Like, but what happened to the rest of them? I didn't pay attention. A, a lot of them, including an attorney general, got to wear orange Oh, there and were some of them who didn't go to
1: jail. Yeah, yeah. There were some oh, that, went, yeah. that went to jail oh, yeah. because of the, uh, the Watergate thing. Yeah. didn't.
0: No, he didn't. Yeah? No. And then I think, was it 1975, he got awarded the Nobel Peace Prize for his Paris Accords and whatever would bring in peace to Vietnam. No. That was his way of getting and strengthening his place in the world for what he continued to do and mess around with. And then you had the chilly thing. It's endless with him. You look into anywhere where he's had his footprint... There's been nothing but harm and death.
1: Well, that all depends on the research that I'm doing at the moment, digging into him. I told you I'm not stopping on him. And if the defector testimony that we have of the one that defected to you in 1968 was correct, that would make sense. If he was a GRU operative that was turned when he was stationed in Germany, which is what I'm trying to run down, then...
0: It was all machinations. Sense. Yeah. It was all machinations. But, it's not, but it has not benefited the West. His his no, policies have not benefited can, the West. How can any of that benefit the West? This is none my
1: point. It. This is my point. If he was turned as a GRU operative, then he was never working for us, was he?
0: There's nothing beneficial about an evil bastard like that. Excuse me, but none whatsoever. <laughs> but and yet we're, gloss- we're glossing over He, the, the he goes. He, he goes into the list of Nobel Peace Prize winners. So does Obama, who yes. never deserved it, never got anything, yeah, no, never did it for, Did
1: anything for it, but. Kissinger, if he was turned, then he was working for an adversary the entire time. So he's not going to be working in our best interest. And with him being in the position that he was and having, say, over the intelligence agencies, there was never going to be an investigation
0: into him. He was let loose on self-interest. Of course he was. Course he was. To actually just do everything for himself. The only person he benefited from was himself. And in the, se- in the late 70s, he actually, on a lot of TV shows... I wouldn't be able to quote the exact words that he says, but he actually said something similar to, um, your children could learn a lot from the way I managed to do things in office. Yeah, and then he went well, on to just. Then he went on to justifying. Well, okay, yeah, we we went and bombed a neutral country, and but um, if somebody was there that you didn't like, well, that's sort of justification, <laughs> like you know. I, he's, yeah. he He's a horrible man. But again, I'm I go back to my point. He's
1: not working for us. He never has. As a matter of fact, I'll go on to um. Yeah, but wow. it's, it's
0: it's irrespective. It's irrespective. No, it's 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 perfectly it's perfectly put into perspective. Yeah, but but I say it's irrespective from one point of view. Okay. It was allowed. He was allowed. Yes, I agree. And that so begs so the question. Somewhere somewhere why? somewhere along the line, responsibility has to be taken for him. I agree. Because somebody allowed it. I agree. I, I agree. Mean, because we can put in the blame that he was an operative for somebody else doesn't mean that those that allowed it aren't as guilty or... No, I, I totally agree with you. I'm, I'm not going to disagree with
1: that. But the question that I have been trying to figure out, and this goes into some of the things that I've been digging into, the question I've been trying to figure out is, it is the same question you're asking, and that is, why was this allowed? How has this been allowed? <laughs> if I go back and I look through, um, and I've quoted the book here, and I it's a book that I recommend that people read called Red Cocaine, just about the drugs That have come out of China and Russia just about the deals in in the the Soviet back what they did during the Soviet days. Kissinger, it was all in the book. It was laid out documented fact. It was always Kissinger that stifled everything and it Mm -hmm. was never investigated. Never.
0: Yeah. And you want to know
1: why you have the drug epidemic across the West? It's because of him. Yeah, that allowed he it
0: create, he created you see the thing was he was there to open the markets with china and russia yes and that's what he done he was yeah he did do it with Nixon. i mean no i don't even want to i mean that was just a brief thing of how he started he went on to do so much dark things that actually has got everything to where it is today he has been quite a big mover within it and he is so smug and proud of himself for it and that really well, Not now, me. is he?
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: now. yeah. But well, he's, let's look he's at, done a lot of years of it, though. He has, yeah. Well, let's
1: look at China. China, you know, China's in mourning. They're in mourning right now. They're they're. They're deeply hurt. I know how much you love China, Ned. So I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to bring this up. China is <laughs> China celebrating. Them.
0: They're celebrating. I you um, they have got a wonderful history. Like, all they do. Countries, yeah. but they've got yeah. a load of
1: idiots in there too. They do. Yeah. Well, they've got a transnational criminal organization that are running them called the Chinese Communist Party. But anyway, uh, the Chinese Communist Party has said that they have lost a friend of theirs forever. I wish I was making that up. That's an actual quote. Xi Jinping has released a uh, a letter, you know, in in remembrance of his his dear friend. Uh, In his message, Xi said that Kissinger was a world-renowned strategist and an old friend and a good friend of the Chinese people. Half a century ago, with an outstanding strategic vision, Kissinger made historic contributions to the normalization of China-U.S. relations, which has not only benefited the two countries, but has also changed the world. Xi went on to add, he would always be remembered and missed by the Chinese people, and that Xi was always ready to work with the United States to carry forward the cause of friendly that Kissinger represented.
0: That is a That's statement disgusting. <laughs> of <laughs> taking the piss
1: it is and I just so happen to have some some photos here uh, you see Kissinger and he's in China that's a, yeah.
0: but it but it is a, that, and that is actually uh-huh. taking that's China that, taking the piss and that,
1: going ha ha uh, is that Matt? that's Chairman Mount Mao? Uh-huh. Yeah, and with, that's uh huh. With that's Gerald Ford right there. Yeah. With, yeah. with Kissinger. And, and uh, well, that's that's showing lie right there. That, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And of course, of course, there's there's G and and Kissinger there. So you know, he's they lost their dear friend. Yeah. Their their good friend. And of course, you know who's going to be their next dear friend that they're going to pay uh, a memorial tribute to after he's gone. Gates. That's going to be uh, dear Mr. Gates. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, shakers and movers of dark crap. They're just yeah. But the thing is, it's been allowed and it is still being allowed. Yes. And
1: that is that is something that I
0: may never find an answer to, but I will continue to look for I it. I mean, what I don't like about I mean, they're even putting out there that horrible crap about um, child pneumonia and stuff like that. Yes. This there is, is what a, they've bought this is what they've yeah. openly brought down on their own heads, on their own people, and they don't care. Yes. Because if you think about it, pneumonia, as much as it's... Um, uh, and somebody wants to say they, they, they can classify it as a um, bacterial fungal virus of the lungs or whatever, but, you know, it's where it, 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 it messes your alveoli up and it stops you being able to breathe and stuff. But it's an end-of-life thing, pneumonia, in a massive thing. No matter what you get, whether it's cancers, whether it's... But in your last... Moments of your life, the chances are you are going to be diagnosed with pneumonia. You are going to be diagnosed with pneumonia. M- pneumonia is an end-of-life thing, and it's a big signal to say that your immune system is knackered because you cannot fight. You're at a point, and that is a massive signals. It's not oh, this has popped out of nowhere. It doesn't just pop out of nowhere on a vast scale, and that is a telltale sign of yeah, you've messed your own people up, and it, it, I it's, do have- it's
1: scary. Yeah, I do have the uh, the initial report out of uh, China regarding that. Uh, well, not the not the initial initial. I, I can go back and I can play that, but this is uh, this is what's being reported now by the Epic Times, and I'm happy to play this. And then we can discuss it because you want to get into the, the Chinese thing. Now, the Who have announced this afternoon <laughs> they're concerned. They're really concerned about what's going on in China with this pneumonia thing. Now, there have been calls today by Senator Marco Rubio, I believe, is one of them, to. Uh, have the Biden administration ban all flights from China. You can see where this is going. And the German government today has announced that they are seeing cases of this RSV pneumonia type thing in children up around Hamburg, I saw. Uh, But before we talk about that, this is what's being reported by the Epic Times. An unusual death spike in China's ongoing pneumonia outbreak centered on members of the Chinese Communist Party. Nine professors died in the week ending in November 20th. Eight of them are Chinese Communist Party members. Uh None of the obituaries mentioned cause of death. The deaths come as patients suffer from an undiagnosed pneumonia that's overwhelming hospitals across China, and it's not a new trend. Back in October, at least 66 high-level CCP officials passed away. Last December, when the CCP virus swept China. Over 60 high-level party officials died within a single month. Besides the officials, reports of tragedies are coming out of the country.
0: Percipient for warning in it?
1: Just a little bit. Yeah, it seems to me like they're uh, they're doing some purges before they. Uh before they take uh, some military action somewhere like so Stalin. Even our, did. Yeah.
0: even our viruses have a political motive. They do, yeah.
1: <laughs> they seem to just target the people that they need to get out of the way intellectuals and party members. And yeah, it's funny how that works.
0: <laughs> oh, no, no, but it's interesting, when they, when though, because when if, they start look... banding that around, it's just bandies. Yeah, yeah. And the WHO are going to try and use this because today, being the 1st of December, is where um, all the countries in the world that had signed up with the WHO, had a choice of agreeing to or not agreeing to amendments towards the international health regulations.
1: Ah, uh, yes, the pandemic accord. And that yeah, yeah, included, yeah, yeah. I believe, was Gates's germ team, wasn't it? That, I think that was that was part of it, wasn't it?
0: Uh, I, I'm not sure whether it was part of it, because it was very blasé. And, and and even if you go back to it, there's a lot of headings, but no in-depth answers And the thing is, over the last month, there have been country upon country upon country sending letters to Tedros saying, screw you, we're not interested. The Philippines did it the other day. Estonia did it themselves. Netherlands done it. Um, Slovakia done it. 12 MEPs from Europe sent uh, a letter to him saying, this is null and void. If you don't send us a letter stating that this was properly voted upon and give us evidence you don't stand here at all on anything because what one of the things they mainly things they wanted to do because amendments have to have a year and a half normally for people different countries to decide on they wanted to reduce it down to 10 months some reason. well
1: ned they have to act now they don't have time you don't have time oh, yeah, to think right. about yeah. that. you got yeah. you have to act now
0: <laughs> yeah get you locked down <laughs>
1: Yes, you got to get you <laughs> locked. We we have to lock everything down. Then we can figure everything out. Don't worry. So
0: thankfully, the who have been told and to go jump in the river. You know what? All those letters to Ted you Ross. Can, I mean, can, the poor bloke. You can critis- <laughs> yeah, Yeah, the poor guy.
1: Yeah. Terrorist Ted Ross. Yeah. You know, you can you can say what you want about Donald Trump. And I, I've been very vocal and I've been very, um, very clear on my standpoint on him. But to his credit, I will give him this. To his credit, he did write the letter by the way this is what oh
0: yeah yeah yeah. No, he do. wrote a letter to write... say go screw yourself yeah go screw yourself. Have to do with you yeah
1: and we left we left the world health organization and of course that was you know the um the beginning there and then the of course we got covet after that and um no, you the got biden biden. administration. yeah i got biden and all of a sudden we were back <laughs> in and, and gates virus. gates came out and said oh it's so it's so good that the u.s got back in because you can't afford to leave now you gotta stay in now.
0: <laughs> you gotta stay in now. Why? Because I'm gonna have all your aquifers next. Yeah, he's gonna,
1: and he's gonna have your he's gonna have your lettuce and your spinach.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, um I don't know. I could go down that medical thing still because... Well, we can talk about Pfizer.
1: You said Pfizer's got something Whoa. that's uh, that's cooking up. Now, the Texas Attorney General, Ken Paxton, has uh, filed a lawsuit against Pfizer right now for their COVID-19 vaccine. And they say that the uh, well, the claims in this are that it was uh, false and deceptive advertising to the consumer. Totally. Yes. So that's I mean, you
0: know, like I spoke about Iceland before. Uh, where yes. they've actually banned any COVID thing, the actual information they gave out to their people was basically that, and this was proper data, proper research, these were every vial that they tested, every vial, thousands of them did not have what the label said. It was, and, of it, it, did. Had, and it had extra stuff in there. It was right it messed up. Batches were different. And I mean, there's, there's so much stuff out there's so much data out there they're um in new zealand uh they're trying to um they, they've got a whistleblower out of new zealand uh that uh, the actual whistleblower he's a brit actually uh, that was working out in new zealand and he was out there to um actually uh create a platform for the vaccine and the payments as in uh when the government actually uses uh a vaccine on somebody then they pay the person who's created it, yeah and the, the the platform but then he started to question things and he started to collect data and it was really really interesting and he got worried and he's in a bit of a mess actually because he's he reported all this data and he actually compiled it before he came back from data from 2011 and the thing was he wanted to do that as a platform because he worked on he was looking at the structure of it and he worked on he went okay let's see and he worked on the basis of more than 120 deaths in a day right so basically due to certain times a year uh, a whole population can lose 120 people to whatever yes and mainly. Through the structure of like, I needed to say so. I wish I could have spoken to him because basically, in 2011, there were only two days. It was February, which and August. Now, August is about the time June, July, August is the time in New Zealand for their flu time. But I, I don't think they realize that most flu vaccines now are what mRNA. mRNA, yeah. They switched all yeah. of them, yes,
1: or they're in the process of switching.
0: Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised, yeah? So in 2011, there was two days. Then there was a quiet time. 2014, there's two days in August that year. 2015, two days in July. 2017, they had a pretty bad year that year. They had 17 days in July and August. They must have had a flu pandemic or something. And they had 17 days of over 120 deaths. 2018, one. One. Two thousand one in the whole year. Yeah, one in August, one person. So basically, except for 2017, so far it's been about one or two days a year where they get this out of the whole population. 2019, you're getting a a couple or more in June, July, August, September. 2020, none. So you've got your lockdowns coming in, people are going down Not one. Not one day of over 120 deaths. Not even to flu. Okay. Nothing. Well, that was during the time when they weren't counting. Yeah, yeah, no, no. This This is all data of feedback on everything. Oh, 2021, I see. Okay. 2021, there was 11 in that year. And then the rollout for these people came in April. Yeah, it was a year later. 22, yeah. yeah, right? And we're talking, it just started to ramp up every day. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right? So between April and the end of the year, there were 63 days with over 120 people per day dying as the vaccine got rolled out. I, you know, Peter and, McCullough. You,
1: just on that point, Peter McCullough, you, you've mentioned him here before. We played a lot of clips of, of him here before.
0: Doctor Peter McCullough.
1: Yes, yeah. he he brought up in on several different occasions. He said that when the vaccine got rolled out, right when they started to do the rollout, and there there was uh, demand and there were uptakes and and that. That lasted about two and a half to three months. And then word started to get out that people were actually dying from this thing. Mm -hmm. And the numbers, if you remember around June, July, the numbers just dropped. It's like the end of May, start of June, July. They just hit a wall everything stopped yeah. and and that summer right at the beginning of the summer is when they announced the mandates everywhere
0: yeah so yeah the, yeah, the mandates people went. to take it exactly. All the carrots and sticks and everything yes. else
1: so it's it, yeah. and, and that's part of what Ken Paxton's lawsuit is about towards uh to, uh to Pfizer is they use coercive measures to bully people into taking it yeah, uh, and it caused harm yeah so and th- actually is... any
0: any law can be overturned if it's found fraudulent yes so they can be sued and this is it
1: It is – yeah, uh, but I – again, though, I – I think that they've done some some nice trickery. I don't know if it's going to get them off the hook or not, but they did some nice trickery about saying that it was an approved vaccine and it never was approved. It's still not approved. It was no, given emergency like author- I said, the EMA didn't
0: approve it. Right. EMA didn't it, no, approve it. People like heads of state were the ones that approved it.
1: Yes, but they only did that ceremonially on like television networks and newspapers and everything else. It was never it, actually done officially.
0: Oh, well, no, it was not written down. FDA said they no. never approved it. CDC no. never no. said they approved it, but they still- Pushed it. They, still they did vocally say
1: pushed it. They did vocally push it, but they did say that they gave it approval. The in the papers, you know, all the papers, all the the media outlets said that it was given approval. But you have to read between the lines. You have to read very carefully as to what they said. I was telling people that were supposedly these were awake people. I was telling people in the U.S. because they were talking about all going out to get it. And I said, do you understand that none of this is approved? And they said, oh, no, it's approved. I said, no, 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 no. They approved emergency
0: use authorization. That's what they approved. They did not approve the actual product itself. And if they looked into the paperwork, most medical associations actually said it's dangerous to nobody other than possibly 60 and above. 60 and above, yeah. Yeah. And that'll be it. And that's the guidelines that were always pushed out there. And because so many medical associations actually said this has got harmful possibilities and it outweighs the cost of whatever. And but it was ignored. It was shut down. It was just pushed forward but the night but then i was looking i actually watched this stuff on this data in new zealand and it actually was because being to new zealand it's like two two main islands and the thing was when they actually put up where these um large amount of deaths were most of them were on southern Island. i mean your main city your main city when i was out there there was what four to five million people I think right across the New Zealand and there used to be about a million in in Auckland up there yeah Uh uh-huh yeah now but most this was like there was communities in in the southern island that lost 20 to 30 percent of their people.
1: Okay, so now here's what you need to do. Because if this this is is where you're talking about batches and stuff like that, right there, batches. You need to look at the batches because if you look at the batches that we we looked at in the US, the bad batches, quote, bad batches, were sent to Republican states.
0: Mm. So when you get given a vaccine out across a population, if there's going to be harm, it's going to be across the population. When you get it into designated hotspots, and there's too many coincidences, that means someone's been targeting. Uh-huh. And and that has definitely got to be on the lawyer's remit next, is not it? Uh-huh. But then
1: that's you have the to, information. Then you have to look at all the health department officials, and yeah. you have to look at their ties. And then you have yeah. to look at all the government ministers, and you have to look at all the cabinet members, and then you have oh, to look God. at their ties. It's, it's, oh, it's, a, it's yeah.
0: a web of nastiness. It, it is, is a just web of nastiness. And
1: you know what? That is a web of nasty. That is a can of worms that nobody has the stomach for, I don't believe. I mean we no, do. No,
0: no that's why that is why um I think I haven't looked at it and I really don't want to look at it because I'd I'd find it to be a farce. Matt Hancock went into that COVID thing today, I think. Oh yesterday. And I would have I I'd I'd throw the I'd be throwing the telly out the window. Are those? Is it public, then? It's not behind closed doors? Uh, no, they'll be reporting on what he says and stuff oh, like I see. that. Oh, Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah? No, but there will be actual video of what he was saying and being asked. Okay. But, I mean, um, basically, uh, it'll just be... He said this against me because he wants to vie for some political position, and this it'll just be a load of... It's political smoke. bull. Is all, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. As Marty but, said,
0: they're getting their excuses out
1: of the way first.
0: Yeah, I know, but... um. I I don't know why, but the BMJ was rocking the boat a lot lately, and it was having a good look at the um, British fallout because one of the biggest things in this country, another big thing in this country was (sighs) the doctors found a reason about four years ago to go, um, okay, uh, we're not going to let you come into the clinics. We're going to look at you or speak to you on the telephone or do it over Zoom or whatever and make a diagnosis. How can you do that? Well, if you How can you make at- a diagnosis of anybody by video?
1: Well, okay, that that's an interesting point. I and I, I'm not gonna dispute that, but they are in the process, and I and I think that this could be a, a step towards that, but uh, there are places in some remote areas, you, you know how it, it is in some places like Australia, where you've got, you know, towns and villages that are way out and, you know, it might take you half a day to get somewhere. Well, if you go into a doctor's office there, and I'm just, I've seen some of these things before, where you have this video interaction with an actual doctor, and you get in this pod, and you get hooked up to all of these sensors and these scanners and everything
0: else and you do oh, an yeah. actual diagnosis. But the, but yeah, okay, fine. You've got some form of sensory input yes. that yeah. then somebody be bringing up correct on their computer, yeah? yeah? Right. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, I can see that going, but this isn't what has happened. Not, this is not telemedicine. Doctor, this is somebody on a laptop. Yeah, okay. That's know, not gonna work. You know, that is you know, no, you know, and the thing is, right? This is this started four years ago, and there's still a good 30% of them still doing it. Now, they've reported that there's been deaths due to this misdiagnosis, right? And, of course, <laughs> what scapegoats do some of them look for? They say, ah, oh, yeah, the receptionist obviously didn't ring back. I mean, she must have got sidetracked. You're blaming the receptionist now. <laughs> <laughs> the know, patient died, and Yeah. Like, you you know, the patient You know, and, and you're giving it, what, what the hell is going on? But the thing is, it's very clear that a doctor must be aware that if... Say if you went in there right and you said oh, I'm not feeling well how what will you do how can he put a stethoscope through a video and go I'm going to check your heartbeat I'm going to hear how your lungs are filling up I'm going to take your temperature I'm going to take your you know your blood pressure I'm going to look at your throat I'm going to take a swab I'm going to I'm going to look for lumps and bumps and see you know uh, excuse me how are you going to do that they're going to take the patient's word for it, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're talking about a possibility of misdiagnosis. Oh, please. It's a receptionist's fault. They didn't, they didn't call back. <laughs> and, and it's coming out that, you know, people have died. The thing is, it's not just that. they Because they use this excuse of we don't want them to come into the surgery or come in here because if we get COVID, that means we can't do anything because we're doctors. Again. Hang on. You've got a job. It's like a fireman saying, well, I'm not going into that building. Somebody might have had COVID, so I'm gonna just not going to look for anybody else. If somebody else they can burn to death, <laughs> you know, not do the job. But the, the, the thing is, these guys, right, that are doing this, they sent the same sort of... They sent people home. They didn't do home visits for the same excuse. That meant you had people that had surgery and needed aftercare, Instead of leaving them in a bed, which they said, hang on, we need that for COVID, but the beds were never used, they sent them home. The people didn't get visits. 90% plus didn't get visits, and that means there's more harm. It has been a right crock of nastiness, and it's it's coming out of the woodwork, and (laughs) you can't trust any of them. It's just poof. And yeah, so if you walk into your surgery now, and you see that you got a new receptionist. <laughs> you I'm know finding why. another doctor. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to another – I'm getting another practice. Sorry, I'm not I'm not, st- I'm not going to that GP anymore. It's just ridiculous. It's just – it yeah. Um, the caring community just doesn't care. You mentioned – sorry, you did start off with Pfizer and I got sidetracked and whatever. No, that's okay. That's all right. Yeah, I was going to say something about the RSV uh, because basically we've got we've, – We've got all this thing about mRNA because of COVID. And we've got the flu vaccine and whatever vaccine. Check to see if it's mRNA because it's not good. But the thing is, with um, this RSV, which I am totally against because it's just vaccinating pregnant women. It's vaccinating healthy kids. It's, there's no need for this. Because if a kid gets it with just care and attention and oxygen, it can come out of anything. This is not a massive killer. But the harm that you put in its way, in in its way, you see. They say, "Well, this isn't an mRNA vaccine, no." But it is what they call a recumbent vaccine, right? Re- well, recombinant vaccine. You see, the thing is, there were several companies on there, and Pfizer seems to be the only one pitching this still. GlaxoSmithKline removed theirs off the market because of harm it was causing. Why FDA has actually approved it, I don't know. Because instead of the usual. 14 out of 14 people on their board saying, yeah, yeah, it's all good. Four out of those 14 said, no, it ain't. This is bad. So what percentage do you need out of these pediatricians, professors and doctors to actually give you a percentage to say, hang on a second? It's supposed to be unanimous or it doesn't get done. Well, it isn't.
1: This is this Four. is the problem they had yeah I, I I know this is the problem they had with the booster when they first started to roll out the booster which wasn't actually a booster it was just more of the same when they started to do the first round of boosters you had two of them on the FDA board that said absolutely not and went against Fauci they resigned quote resigned a few days later and they got people in there that did approve it <laughs> sorry That's what they do know. I, I know yeah. it's 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 disgusting but that's what they do
0: But um to actually If you look into what a recombinant vaccine is, it's DNA technology, again. Basically, they're using enzymes and various laboratory techniques to manipulate and isolate DNA segments, right? So what they do is is it can be used to combine. It can be used to splice. Um, You can actually use this uh, technique to actually splice DNA from different species, this actual technology can be used for. So it is, and this is the problem, right? It's <sighs> what word did they use that really triggered me off to go and have a look into it? And Pfizer have got a wonderful way of <sighs> putting something. I wrote it down here because it wound me up so much. I mean, you're, you, um, oh, yes. <laughs> so basically, you got safety concerns were raised, a potential increase in risk. So the GlaxoSmithKline ceased its vaccine study previously, 2022. I'm, I'm curious
1: uh, on that. I don't know if you have this information. I'm sorry to interject, but this is a, this is a, a point that I, I don't remember. What was the GlaxoSmithKline vaccine? I remember AstraZeneca, Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, and the Moderna. Where where did GlaxoSmithKline fit into that?
0: GlaxoSmithKline had its own RSV one,
1: yeah. Oh, this um, is an RSV. This is not COVID. Okay, our,
0: my mistake. No, I'm no, sorry. this I'm is sorry. RSV. Yeah, so the BMJ... We're informed by Galacto Klein that uh, that they're still investigating. Yeah, it's still not right. They say they're investigating because their phase three trials and everything else there's it it was it wasn't going well. Pfizer are still studying their data, although they've got the go ahead from the FDA, which is wrong. And basically, and this is a quote from them: they're still studying their data as an adverse event of special interest. Now, this is basically a a, a, yeah, a feedback of harm and of people that have taken the vaccine. And that is how they worded it, an adverse event of special interest. And they're still putting it out there. And the FDA has said, it's OK. It's not OK. This needs to be taken off the board. I would hate to think. In fact, somebody needs to get hold of that recombinant stuff and see actually what has been spliced, what hasn't been spliced, and how it's been put together. Indeed. Because that is
1: Well, it's gonna take somebody with a laboratory to be able to get in there and tear that stuff apart.
0: Well, it will eventually, but what's gonna happen along the line? Because you know what I think? If Pfizer's just gonna keep getting pushed until it gets used as a scapegoat and it's gonna go well, down. I-
1: yeah, I'm I honestly I think I have to agree with your assessment. I think Pfizer and Moderna stock both are headed to zero.
0: And they will just say and then they'll they'll treat it as if it's all over and the bad boys have gone. Yes. <laughs> but they're not. The they're bad boys are still in charge of all the governments uh, of your health services. They're still pushing everything, which is wrong. This is this is where it is all wrong and it is it's a massive massive it's a, you know, I want to scream sometimes, you know. I oh, just I'm sure, really yeah. really want Absolutely. to scream.
1: Yeah. Um, I got a couple of things here. I was telling you about this in prep. Um, Exclusive out of the Daily Fail this afternoon. Why are so many young people suffering heart attacks? Rates have doubled in a decade among the under 30s as experts insist soaring obesity rates are to blame. What could we have done in the last 10 years that has caused the spike in this? Now, if you go back and you look at the under 40s treated by the NHS in England for a heart attack, if you look at 2014 to 2023, well, there's a significant increase in there. Isn't
0: there? That's, 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 not a, that's not a peak. That's not just an significant increase. It's through the roof.
1: It is. That is off it, the charts, it, it's literally.
0: The it, it, yeah, it's just ridiculous. We all, we all know, basically, people, if you've taken enough of this stuff, you're between a rock and a hard place. Because if they're going to blame obesity, why would they blame obesity if they channel you down the line and you've taken lots of it and you go, well, okay, yeah, I'm a bit overweight And then you go into a, a high regime of exercise and that. And if you've got any scar tissue on your heart and stuff, yeah, guess what? You're going to cop it. Yep. Yeah. So they want you. They, they, this is an idea. This this is where it's seriously bad, where they just put a line out like that. It's obesity. So people go, oh yeah, I'm overweight. So they'll go out and they'll charge out. And if they're on that line of X amount of vaccinations and boosters, and they'll go into a high regime of exercise. And then you get, oh, lots of people are dropping dropping dead. Too much exercise. <laughs> oh. You know, well, it must too be much like fresh air, vegetables.
1: Next. Yeah, it must be like growing vegetables in the heat. You remember the heat? I mean, yeah, it was climate change it was killing people.
0: I mean, how how Shaking many ways to kill a human? You know what I mean? That oh, seems just... like
1: what they're playing at the moment. Yeah.
0: Well, well, it is that they created what would you call it? The perfect storm. I don't know. It is. They're nasty. sitting on it, top of
1: them. To put it into perspective, to to put it into an analogy, they are sitting on a bomb that could go off tomorrow or never. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Yeah.
0: They need it, the whole if you want to find out down.
1: Yeah. If you want to find out if you're if you're someone or you know someone in in your family or your friends or your circles or anything like that, if you want to find out if there's actual harm done before there's real harm done, that's permanent. Uh, well, I'll, I shouldn't even say that uh, when I say permanent. I mean, someone, as you said, cops it, then that's the end of it. But if you want to find out if you are at risk, you need to be consulting a doctor, and you need to specifically ask for your D-dimer levels and your troponin levels to be checked immediately, and that yeah, will that tell you I, if yeah, you have any damage. They're,
0: they're, they're, that's good identifiers for myocarditis. But the point is that if somebody does drop dead unexpectedly about things like this, you've got to go get these autopsies done, and you can't. You've let got them to go get these autopsies you yeah, cannot yeah, let, them you can't it let them because, they because will. basically yeah they of course they will of course they will you see people don't understand people do not understand the two points that within your body that they really wanted to cause problems to is your brain and your heart those are the two those are the two main organs that have the oxygen absorption they do your heart does it's not just the pump it still needs it and if it's got scarring and if you've had well just think about your heart's going to be the physical side of things yeah you could get both if you're lucky <laughs> but if you your brain if somebody's totally i mean i'm going through this at a moment with somebody that's fairly close to me they have changed they have changed they are aren't managing they are a different person and that and they've had more than one vaccine and it's it's a hellish thing to go through it's the with the information that you know, and then you've got to cope with it. And yet, even people that you say, well, just get yourself checked out for this, 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 and this. And they're still not doing it, even though they're getting told. Because they're frightened to find out that they, look, if it's it's happened to you, and you're worried about mortality, not knowing isn't going to change anything. Yeah? Not knowing it's not going to change anything. You have a right to know, no matter how dark it is. And, So do the people around you. There's one thing that I have always looked at as one of the most selfish things in life, and that's suicide. Because when somebody actually commits suicide, they don't care for the fallout. They're in such a place, they don't care for the fallout of what harm they're going to cause to the people that know them. And in some respect, this vaccine has been a social suicide en masse, really. No matter who said whatever it might do you harm people run at it as if it was a chocolate bar and it is just ridiculous and i no name calling no whatever it was just a bit of a daft thing to do and now we've got to we've got to see what's going to be left after a decade or more yeah. we got to see yeah. who's left there's still a, enough people in the world for some people just to not be affected by this but in, in countries like New Zealand, it's coming to light so obvious because they, in that country, which is the same size as the UK, there's only somewhere around about, can't be more than 6 million people. And there's a lot less now. And yeah, it's going to become very apparent in places like that. But with 5. all this- 5.1, inf- to answer your question. Five, fi- yeah. 5. 5. Yeah, 5, 6 million. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. It hasn't grown that much. And I reckon it'll be below $5 before you know it. It will be, yeah.
1: If if those trends keep up, yeah. Hmm? And we're going to be cut down to
0: size. Yeah, but the thing is, even if it stops, the natural life expectancy... I mean, you, you go down a dark corridor, yeah? Hang on. All these countries... Take the UK. Take the UK. Let's use us as a model. We've spent so long having this wonderful thing. We've got this wonderful health service, and we've got a national pension. So you work for 40 years... And you get a pension. Way, that's nice. I can sit back and enjoy my life. I've worked for this national pension. So you get a high population of elderly people. You get an imbalance where they're saying, oh, it's costing a lot more to pay for the national pension for the elderly. So we're going to move it to the right. How can we justify it? And they go through all this regime of making sure people stay in uh, education longer, Causing everybody to need more degrees to stay in education, then they're going to need another degree or whatever. So they want them to be in education till the best part of late twenties to thirty, because you've got to do forty years return of service. Then it's going to be seventy. Now, what's the best thing to do to make sure they don't reach that? Reduce uh, the lifespan.
1: I was getting ready to say, uh, <laughs> just tell them that there's a deadly pandemic going on and they have to get vaccinated. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and what happens if that vaccine, if you've taken enough of it, takes. Twenty years off your life. You're not going to be collecting that pension. I can assure you. But you're going to be working your ass to get there.
1: Yes, you are, and you're going to be getting milked for every bit of your tax money on the way.
0: Yeah, that isn't that annoying. I mean, I'm sorry. But that's that's a well-oiled idea, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it's like it, it goes back to the carrot and the stick. You keep trying to grab at the at the carrot because you know the the stick is. Oh, there, the donkey never with the carrot
0: on the end of its hat. Yeah, and but it but keeps going, it.
1: and it never gets the carrot. Never gets the carrot. It drops dead from heart failure right as the you know as he gets the carrot. Yeah, it's a bit sad.
0: Yes, sudden donkey death.
1: Yes, yeah, sudden donkey death. Yes, yeah, sad, Yeah. Um. Anyway, sudden adult donkey syndrome, death syndrome, whatever it is. Anyhow, um, we're coming up on our last couple of minutes here do you have a uh do you have a final thought you'd like to portray before you get away for the week
0: oh um and I we do to, uh,
1: we do by the way uh we do have to sit down and i will get with each of you this week because we have 30 days uh exactly 30 days we want to get another uh full round table in before the end of the year so
0: oh right okay um yeah. uh <laughs> so <laughs> you you made me bring up the um you said, "Have I got anything for you?" And I brought up a couple of things. And Mo went, "That's a bit nasty, isn't it?" Yeah, I got about well, made. You're the king stuff of like bringing that. up the the
1: doom and gloom stuff. So, what do you got?
0: Oh, but um, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, it all depends what's going on at the time. But I really don't want to speak about. I don't know. It's 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 a season of good cheer, so I haven't got a clue uh, what I'd bring up. A um, couple of thoughts. Let's, let's let's like I said with harvest time, Christmas. It's a time reflection. Yeah. So I think Marty corrected me on a saying the other day when I was trying to spit it out. And basically, bad things will keep happening to people as long as good people do nothing. And I think that's the correct way to say it. You can correct me, Marty, if you can, if you, if not. And I really think that until morality is upheld at all levels, people are going to die and they're not going to know why. And that's you've got to reflect on that. If... Yeah, if you do know something, if you're upset about something, people don't, you don't want people to die, you know? And they're going to use every excuse under the sun in winter time for whatever else. And I will say, oh, because of this, because of that. And they're going to come out with it. And you damn well know that ain't the right answer. And you got to fight for it. Just because they're gone, you've got to fight for it. Because otherwise, we lose our worth. And, hey, man, just... I don't know. I don't know what to say. I've got, I'm I'm getting to the point where, yes, there's a lot of data coming out. There are people that are fighting this. There are people that are pushing. And I am so proud of them. Uh, Every, everyone that pushes gets data out, every whistleblower, whatever. Hopefully, hopefully we just don't get buried because it seems like loads of governments are trying to, or systems within governments are trying to come out and make new laws to suppress freedom of speech. I mean, I saw something the other day that was really something stupid.
1: Is it the, what the Irish are doing?
0: Didn't, in Ireland, didn't some didn't somebody write on one of the walls? Oh, what was that? Irish Lives uh, Matter. Yeah, Irish Lives Matter. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, hate, it was considered hate speech by the and government. And considered hate speech. Yeah. i sorry. Irish lives do matter. All lives matter. So if you put all lives matter up there, does that mean we hate ourselves? And everyone else in the world. They want
1: you to hate yourself. Yes. (laughs) Because it's, as you said, it's an allowed assault to get you to, to off yourself. So yeah, they want you to hate yourself and just end it all.
0: Oh yeah. And I tell you what, they're going to try and suppress, um, humor because humor is one good way of bringing out and showing people how stupid these people are that push all these hate speech ideas and everything else. Have your opinion. Do not stop having your opinion. You're entitled to it. Um, I did actually, I was in in a library the other day, and there's this gentleman came in, and he wasn't the brightest spark in the pack, but he'd been a hard worker all his life, and he was sitting down, and he just started a conversation. And you know one of his biggest worries was, he was worried that because he had some form of faith, a lot of people he knew were atheists, and he said, they're making fun of me. And he wasn't a small bloke, he was a big bloke, and he'd obviously been through all manner of things. And I said, you're entitled to your opinion and keep your faith no matter what it is, no matter who you believe in or what you believe in, because that will give you a focal point or whatever. Just because someone else is saying you can't, doesn't mean that you don't. You have to have choice. You have to have uh, an opinion, an option. You've got to keep that going. Otherwise, you'll just disappear. You'll disappear into the greatness that they want them to make you into. But yeah. Other than that, I'm just going to say goodnight, bless you all. And yes.
1: Very good, my friend. It's been a great conversation as always. And we will see you next week. We will go ahead and call this one done. Thank you for being here this evening. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone and have a great evening. No.